welcome to the Innovative Learning Strategies podcast, a resource to help improve your organization's learning and development efforts. Here are your hosts, Stephanie Hubka and Christina Eames. Hello, fellow innovators. I'm Christina Eanes with Eanes Training. Hi, everybody. I am Stephanie Hupka, and I am the managing partner at Protus Learning. Mm. So now, one of the questions that we've gotten in, well, from people that attended our session oh, at yeah. ATD ICE in 2023, as well as just people in general that we run across, is, you know, I, I want to do a podcast, but I have no idea what to talk about. It's one of my favorites. Isn't it? And I, I know. get it too. Podcasting is really fun. Obviously, we have a really good time. That's why we've each had several podcasts and decided to launch this one during the international conference not too, too long ago. But yeah, trying to figure out what you're going to talk about is kind of a tricky thing. I mean, especially because I don't remember how many podcasts are out there. It's something like 5 million or something these days. It's a huge, huge, huge number. So you're competing with audiences, but it makes a lot of sense that you want to fine tune what content looks like. Exactly. So, you know, maybe for this session, let's, let's divide this up into, because there's different reasons people do podcasts, right? So Mm -hmm. there's internal within organizations yeah, and then there's external. So, Mm -hmm. and we have experience with both. Why don't we start with internal and then we'll get to external. So what are some internal podcasts that you've helped organizations launch to give some folks some ideas? Oh, that's a, I love that question. And I love the strategy for this one too. So I don't have a podcast for my company. So I haven't launched one specifically for mine, but I've partnered with a couple of organizations to help them launch podcasts for their companies. And one of the benefits for doing an internal podcast is audience. Mm-hmm. You know your audience, or at least you probably have a good sense as to who they are. If you were to sit down and list out their characteristics, what they're interested in, maybe what you want to get across for them. If you've got, you could almost equate them to learning outcomes, some sort of an objective that aligns to why you're doing the podcast. For me, that is always one of the first places that I like to start. I feel like knowing your audience is a really helpful thing for internal just because it gives you a lot of good perspective and can help you fine tune what your content is going to look like. Do you do the same thing when you're thinking about internal podcasts? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But really it's, it's what the client, what the client wants. Yeah. 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 Although I will say oftentimes, just like, and I know we'll get to external, just like with coming up with an external podcast idea and the content that goes with that, I've worked with internal organizations who are like, let's get on the podcasting bandwagon Yeah, and how. (laughs) What are are we going to talk about? What are we going to do do? when we get there? And that's where I think when you're thinking through what that can look like, I have had some really good experiences with two different strategies. The first is thinking about any sort of an enduring conversation that your organization is having. What I mean by that is if you have an organization that is working through some sort of a culture shift, if you have an organization that is, you know, you've got a training program or something like that, a podcast can be a really good addition 
to some of that content. It can be an alternative to how you're getting some of that content out. So mm-hmm. I find that that can be a really useful way to take a look at it. Is there something, some sort of a conversation that you can insert this into where it's a good medium for people to get access? Yeah. The other though, is if you have a special initiative that you are launching, it can be a great way to raise up or elevate some voices internal to the organization to bring the spotlight to them in what is often a very fun way. People usually like to hop on a microphone and share their thoughts and build some enthusiasm around some of the work they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Some examples uh, Mm. that I have seen with client organizations. One, they had us do... So micro learning. Yes. So they had us do a series on coaching and feedback Ooh. that folks could listen to mm-hmm. on their way into work or yep. at work, you know, 15 minute segments max. Yeah. Different ways that they can do skills. Yeah. I've had another client organization that launched almost like a, a weekly state of the organization kind of podcast oh, where great. they get on, they, they interview folks, you know, what are some initiatives coming out? What do you need to look out for? Hey, here's some upcoming training next week you need yeah. to sign up for yeah. so that everyone listened. Almost like it, it harkened back to the days of the school announcements that you hear. Oh my the, gosh. The intercom. <laughs> you know, that's a great analogy. This is what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> a- another cool thing that I've seen too is a way, you know, like you said, is a way to, for the upper leadership to connect with yeah. the organization. So I've seen video interviews or even audio interview slight uh, type podcast where different leadership was interviewed and and people got to know them on a more personal level so they yeah. weren't just you know someone up in the top of the organization that's that's untouchable they became people to folks. That's brilliant. Yeah. What are some things that you have seen? I've done quite a few of the types of podcasts that you described. The one other one I would add, recently working with an organization who was launching a brand new initiative for their company. And what they did is they broke out this initiative into eight different components. Mm. And they invited in a speaker, internal or external, depending on the topic, and invited them in for a 20-minute conversation about what that part of the initiative looked like and what it meant to the company. And, and I thought this was the important one, actionable things that listeners could do based on that conversation. So we talked about tough conversations. We talked about design thinking. I mean, there were a lot of different elements to what that podcast ended up looking like. And what I appreciated in the end too, is it didn't feel very formulaic. It was a different type of conversation every time. People got a chance to showcase their creativity and they had a chance to you know, approach topics based on their expertise. It was fun to listen to. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the end goal, I suppose, but it was fun and it was also very informative. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else with internal that you want our listeners or viewers to know about? You know, I think a lot of internal when it comes to what success is going to look like. Oftentimes, when you define where you're headed, you mm. pick a direction and you want to stick with it. And one thing I would caution people about if they're thinking about launching an internal podcast is to know just as your organization or your team is dynamic, your podcast content may need to be dynamic too. Yeah. We have 
uh, talked a little bit about, well, actually in our last episode, we talked about things like figuring out what your structure looks like. So for example, do you want seasons? Are you going to have episodes weekly or biweekly or monthly? When you're thinking about that, you may realize that creating a podcast that is going to last more than a couple of weeks or months means figuring out something that is going to be a little bit more dynamic than perhaps that initial idea. So once you get settled in, if a topic has run its course, but you're still enjoying it and there's still interest and value for you, it's okay to switch to a new topic. Start a new season, get going. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and I think with both internal, external, uh, Mm you can decide, you know, it's, you don't, you're not stuck with any one thing. Yep. Also with internal and external, the question is, I don't, I'm not an expert. What can I talk about? (laughs) You don't have to be the one talking. That's the best part, (laughs) (laughs) which I found amazing, right? So you can host, which we have a podcast episode coming up in a few weeks on hosting um, and guesting, Yeah. but you don't have to be the one that's sharing all of the information. Yeah. So talking about yeah, with external ones, you, we've started our own. So myself, my first podcast that I started, the Quit Bleeping Around one, uh, I interviewed others as well as had some sessions where I myself spoke. Yes. So I, I vacillated between the two. Yeah. But it was just really cool getting to to show up curious with other folks and have them share their message. So it takes the pressure off. It really does. Yeah. yeah. I think it can be helpful. I know for... And as we're kind of transitioning over to talking about external, the big podcast that I've had in my world for the last three years has been my true crime podcast, which is called Take to the Sky. It's an air disaster podcast. And for that one, we started with a topic. We knew what our content was going to look like. And for us, we made a decision that my co-host and I would be the only voices who would Mm -hmm. be on that one. She would tell a story and the next week I would and we alternated for 150 episodes and we're continuing on at this point. But as far as content was concerned, we agreed that we wanted to be the ones who really kind of controlled what that narrative sounded like. It's a sensitive topic. And so we really felt as though we trusted ourselves very well with that. Added some pressure from a content perspective, yeah, but was very helpful in the long run as far as making sure that it had that sound that we were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think this takes us back to podcast roadmap last oh, it episode. Does. It does. Right. So <laughs> when you're looking at the content that you want to launch for mm-hmm. an external, uh, really taking it back to what are your goals? Yeah. You know, what area do you want to talk about? So you just shared that with quit bleeping around. I one looked at, okay, what is already out there? In, in regards to helping others essentially get out of their own way. Exactly. Yeah. And I looked at, okay, how, how do I want to share this message? Do I want to focus on one particular thing mm-hmm. or do I want to leave it open to a lot of things, which I left it open to a lot of things. Yeah. Each episode completely different. Now with that. my life is an escape room podcast, the focus is on learning from escape rooms. So it still holds yeah. a, a lot of area for topics there, but the focus is on, it has to be from the medium of escape rooms. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it can help to, to figure out 
one element of your podcast that is going to remain the same. Yeah. When you're thinking about external, very much like internal, you are going to want to start with your audience, but it is trickier because when you're thinking about a podcast that's going live to the masses, you don't necessarily have the information about them that you would otherwise otherwise use to fine tune what things are going to look like. So that for us, I know for Take to the Sky was tricky. We had no idea who our listeners were going to be or what would bring them. You know, what elements of a story were they looking for that would resonate with them? Eventually, we ended up settling on what felt most important and comfortable for us and found that the audience we wanted discovered us because they aligned with the message we wanted to get out there. Yeah. You may find as you're thinking about content for your podcast, that that strategy would work well. But I will also mention, and I'm thinking back to a few conversations that we had during the ETD conference from people who wanted to monetize their podcast. That's going to look a little bit different because at that point in time, it really is about making sure that you're finding an audience and the, the content that they are looking for so that you get the listeners you need in order to generate some revenue through things like advertising. Yeah. So it's a different dynamic and a reason why strategy plays into the kind of content that you might want to showcase. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Looking at uh, your goals, right? So bringing yeah. it back to goals. So my first podcast, it was content marketing for my business. Mm-hmm. So I needed to really consider the audience and what yeah. would bring them out there. Same with, like you said, monetization. Yes. Some to like life is an escape room just brings me joy. Right. So, so it's more focused on what do we want to talk about? Who do we want to talk to? Mm -hmm. Um, so again, I love, yeah, bringing it back to what is your purpose in this podcast? Yeah. And then that informs essentially the content and whether you will be generating it and or involving others. Now, I know when we involve guests, especially if we want to get the podcast out there more, yeah. we try to choose guests that one add value as well as have big networks so that when they share it to their network, it gets a lot of views, more people get exposed to the podcast, etc. Absolutely. Yeah. It reminds me of another kind of uh, a consideration. I suppose when you're thinking about building your content, I'm actually going to ask a question to you because I know I've, I've got some thoughts on this too, but as far as planning is concerned, how far out do you typically plan podcast episodes? And I know for you, you're bringing guests in. So perhaps it's a little less of the, you know, I'm sitting at the whiteboard. What am I going to talk about? But you're still thinking about how much content you're going to generate, how long it's going to take you to find and source and prepare all of that content. So did you have timelines? That worked well for you in terms of what your planning process looked like. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, and, and, uh, in the, so for folks that maybe haven't heard the roadmap episode. Yeah. Go read it. Be, read it. <laughs> go listen to it or you view can, it. You can read it too. We got to get you some transcripts out there. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but we do have, uh, you have access to our online mini course and yeah. we talk about workflow in yeah. that. So one, making sure that you have good workflow. And part of that planning process, I like to plan out uh, episodes usually three months in advance Mm. for a number of reasons, mainly because I like to get my work done in chunks and then have some free time so it doesn't get too overwhelming. Oh, that's Uh, great. We're doing podcasting for joy and I wanted to continue bringing me joy. And if I want to take a month or two off, I do it because I'm that far ahead in recording. What about you? 
Uh, you know, for us, it was a little different because we were solely responsible for the content for a single episode. Yeah. So in my co-host case, she was responsible for all of the odd numbered episodes. So we knew it was going to be a story that she sourced, yeah. researched, wrote. And when I say wrote, our episodes were anywhere between five and nine pages of content. It was like research reports because <laughs> that was the style. When, yeah. when And this really does speak to the kind of content you want to put out and the preparation that might be required. Yeah. You want to make sure that whatever you're doing is going to be fact-based. So yes. you may find that if you are doing a podcast and you happen to be perhaps the host and the guest or... It's a single voice or it's a conversation between a few people. You may have some preparation time that goes into that. So for Absolutely. us, we often had a little less of a lead time because it took so long to bring these episodes to fruition. So there would be times, truth, I'll, I'll be very honest with all of you. There were times that I would be writing episodes an hour before we were supposed to record because sometimes you would go down a certain Wikipedia rabbit hole and find yourself at a fact you didn't know, but it had to make it into that episode. And so there was a little more flexibility there. Yeah. But all of that to say that one of the big things when you're thinking about content really is planning. Yes. You really do want to give yourself breathing room to be able to ensure that every episode is going to feel complete, that yes. you don't listen back and think, oh, man, I wish I had said X, Y, Z. Now, yeah. if that happens, by the way, you can be flexible and do a part two anytime you need to or want to. Absolutely. But it is helpful to have a little bit of thought into what you might want to discuss and talk about. It's going to help you with your structure and flow, but it's also going to make sure that when listeners actually consume your episode, whether it's a video or it's audio only, that they feel like they're getting something from it that you intend for them to take with them. Absolutely. Well, which brings us into considering your content, uh, considering your workload. Yeah. That's going to inform, I would say, both internal and external podcasts as oh, well. Yeah. Right. So I love the, the, the ones that the Beltway broadcast that we do together. Yeah. There's a flow. And yes, we'll, we'll look, we'll look up a little bit about the guest ahead of time, you yep. know, to inform ourselves, but it doesn't take a lot of time in our research mm -hmm. and we show up just curious, right? So we don't have to go script questions or anything. <laughs> we, we, we have a topic. We show up curious. So there's not too much prep work. It helps with our, our current workloads of running our both very busy businesses. <laughs> and I, I, first of all, I have to say, I feel like show up curious should just be our tagline from yes, now on. Cause I know, is. <laughs> I think you originated it and I have completely stolen it. I love that I love, tagline. Yeah. <laughs> that said though, if you are sitting here, you've listened to us chat with all of you uh, over the course of, you know, almost about 20 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering, you know, I've got a, a drive to do this. I want to create a podcast. What do I talk about? That actually is a pretty good place to start. Start with yes. your passion. Start yes. with joy. What would you want to listen to? Create the content that you would want to listen to. You will find like-minded people out there who want to join you on that journey. But it's a lot more enjoyable when listeners have a chance to experience you in your element or experience your guests in their element. I think that's a very understated portion of podcasting and something, by the way, I bet we'll talk more about when we get to hosting and guesting in a couple of weeks. Listeners can hear energy, enthusiasm, joy. Mm. They will feel those emotions with you yes. when you are experiencing them and having a good time. So yeah. whatever it is that's going to bring you to that place, that's your content. 
that's where you should start. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you tell that we are passionate about podcasting oh my gosh. <laughs> and innovative learning strategies? <laughs> we love this stuff. Gosh, yes. that's, that's really the reason why when we were starting to work on our ETD session for the 2023 conference that we were like, we got to do another podcast. We got to do another one. We just love this stuff. Yes. And it, it does shine through. We hope it shines through anyway, yes. but it's true. Whatever is going to bring you joy, that's your space. That's where you want to be. Mm. <laughs> I love it. And actually, I think that is a perfect conclusion to this episode. It kind of is. It is. It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can end with joy, right? <laughs> I love it. We did it. Yeah. But yes. it's a good overview of content. It hopefully at least helps to frame some of those considerations, maybe the questions, the spaces you'd like to be in. And I, I really do think if I were to say one more thing, it would be don't be afraid to pivot. Getting mm, started is the yep. hard part. Figuring out where you want to begin with your content is the hard part. Just know that you probably won't identify the end because that end is going to come toward the, you know, as you walk through this journey that's going to introduce you to lots of interesting people, yeah. lots of new points of view. I mean, it's, it's probably. Not possible to start with the end in mind in some cases. Start with the beginning. Get excited, get curious, and keep going. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that, awesome advice. Oh, well, thank you, folks, for listening, viewing today. We will see you in the next episode on technology. We hope you learned a lot from today's episode. Go to innovative learning strategies.com for even more resources.